Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the general topic podcast that takes a topic each week and, as the name suggests, cast views. This week, my special guests are the, well, they're from the podcast I always love saying when I get to say your name on, on my show, because it's <laughs> one of the very few times I actually swear. So it's Jay and Kay from the Fuck My Work Life podcast. Hello to you two. Hello, Dan. What's going on, Dan? Oh, sorry, and, and I can't forget we've got a third person or, or, oh, or a yes. third guest. Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, Ghost the Cat, so mm-hmm. he's already stared me out before we started recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> yeah, You might hear a little little meows or purrs throughout yeah most of the time he just like shoes us over a bit so he can have more room in the middle and then plops yeah, and passes, passes out, out. Well, there's <laughs> definitely a gap between you two now the last time i remember yeah. you about your yeah yeah he's a big boy <laughs> it's when i see him snatch the mic off one of you later on <laughs> yeah. he does like the spotlight he does Good weekend so far because we're recording this. Well, for me, it's Sunday evening, but good weekend. Yeah, it was yeah. a good weekend. We had a really nice day yesterday. We went to the zoo and yeah. had some beers and it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Well, this will date this because this won't go out for a few weeks. I, and Kay, I mentioned it in the, in Twitter yesterday, but it was record store day yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I had great fun queuing for two and a half hours. Oh um, I'm not a queuer. And so... The stores over here open at 8 a.m. I got there just after 9 because I thought by that point the queue will have gone down. Last year, I think 10 o'clock, I walked straight in. Mm-hmm. No, I got there. And then once I'd committed to half-hour queuing, I thought, well, I might as well queue for another half-hour. Then once you've committed an hour to queuing, you've got to see it outright. Yeah. So do they only let a certain amount of people in the store at a time? Yeah, it's a small store. The one I go to is is a fairly small store, so... Once you got in, so it was it was about two hours of queuing, and then mm-hmm. once it got in, there was another thirty people because the way they made the queue snake in the store, oh. so you didn't realize you thought you go through the door and you're in, but no, there was yeah. another thirty people ahead. And um, what's funny is I, I got chatting to there was an American lady actually in front of me. She was from well, I think she says originally she was from Los Angeles, but she married a Brit and now she works over here. And there was a chat behind me. We were talking and. She was queuing. She had a friend in Holland who was also at a store, a record store in Holland to get some mm-hmm. bits and pieces. She told her to go to a store over here in England to queue up to get her some bits and pieces from oh, here. Geez. So she wasn't even queuing for herself. Got to the, the, the door of the store and she then talks to the guy in front of him, uh, in front of her. And she goes, what, what record are you here for? And they were after the same one. And she was Uh-oh. going, well, I hope they've got enough copies for the both of us gets to the counter he asked for it and it was her last copy oh no she she just walked out the store she just walked out the store i felt so bad for her wow i I just thought yeah it's um i haven't got professional cure here well i don't but i know i mentioned it once before but yeah Mm -hmm. i was we actually brought up maybe we should have a professional cure i could have have paid someone yeah it is a job (laughs) yeah it is a job i actually saw something when i was looking around about professional cures and I guess a couple years ago when the new iPhone came out, someone paid a professional cure $12,000 to stand in line to get to the, get a $1,000 phone to get the iPhone. Oh, yeah, geez. I did a story once where, yeah, this lady paid a guy at the front of the queue for his spot. She then wanted to buy like 10 or 12 of the iPhones. This is one of the first ones, but they would only sell you one at a time. So mm-hmm. she paid like this guy $900 to only be able to buy one iPhone. In the oh, store. my God. Yeah. 
People are crazy over that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous the, the, the things people will do for an iPhone. Yeah. I love my iPhone, but I'm not going to do anything like that for one. <laughs> I only queued yesterday for this thing. I would never do that. It was just because I committed. And to be fair, the people around me, we were having quite a good chat. So the time went like, yeah, just went like that because we were having yeah. a, a random chat. But no, Kieran's not for me, which is strange for a Brit because apparently that's what we're known for, right? So <laughs> just you guys love queuing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> were you able to get yeah. what you wanted? Oh, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. I managed to get all, all of my all of my picks. So, um, yeah, I was grateful because that was the other thing. You just reminded me we were getting because the, the store were updating Twitter. So I had my Twitter feed. I've never refreshed my phone, you know, the Twitter app as much as I have done in that couple of hours. And um, they were updating what was sell, selling out. Mm. And it was as we were getting through closer, we were saying this is now the worst bit if it then does sell, sell out. Yeah. Now. yeah. Let me know earlier and I'll turn around, and go back to bed. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But yeah, we're not here to talk about me curing. So I tell you what, before we get into it, let's hear from some friends at the show. Did you grow up with a lack of parental supervision? Do you know all the lyrics to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Remember Merrimick Cheese and the Fry Guys? Have an inexplicable love for the California Raisins? Can you remember Madonna's original face? Then you might be a part of the Doom Generation. Laugh until you cry with us each week as we stumble blindly through the memories of the movie and other random things that doomed us to be the salty, sarcastic, sardonic ladies you want to hang with. You know us. You love us. You can't f***ing live without us. Doom Generation. Available everywhere you find podcasts. Right, we're back. Yeah, so I think I've bored everyone enough about my queuing for, for records. We are here, and yeah, the whole reason that you two are here is we are going to look at some strange, unusual, bizarre, odd jobs, aren't mm-hmm. we, that are out there? Yeah. I, I mean, I'll let you two start, because it's always guess first, but actually what upset me on a couple of these, I was looking at these and thinking, yeah, I'm going to be laughing at these initially, but some of them are really well paid. And yeah. now I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's, who's having the last laugh? So, so I hand it over to, to you two. Let's hear what, a couple of yours. All right. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So this one popped up a lot in my, my searches. Um, I guarantee you it's probably on all of our lists. <laughs> so this is a um, professional panda fluffer. Did you guys come you know across what? this I have, one? I, I, I have did not it. come across that. Okay. Bad Do choice we... of words there. Yeah. Well, I mean, do what we kind know, of fluffing are we talking we're about? We're talking about the the, oh, the okay. term fluffing. The thing so, we're thinking. Oh, actually, so... I like that. No, Jay, I like that because I went straight for the roofing, but you actually thought that I didn't realize there was potentially an innocent, yeah, panda fluffing, you know, making them look fluffy. <laughs> yeah. Or have I got this oh. completely wrong? Or do I need to restart the recording? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. This is like when we think about um, what fluffers for certain kind of movies do, this is a very similar job. So basically, I guess um, pandas are notoriously unwilling to mate and just lazy and just don't really want to do anything. So to keep the species alive and mating, people have to go in there. And I've saw pictures; they're like in panda costumes, oh my and they God. <laughs> they don't they don't do anything like actually sexual, but they kind of like tease them with feather dusters and just oh try God. to get them in the mood to mate because right they're they're an endangered species we need we need them to mate and procreate but they just don't want to naturally <laughs> which is, kind of makes me feel like it's just leave them alone then <laughs> yeah like, this is not what they want to do but so yeah so there's a job i guess there's a place um the the china giant panda protection and research center 
it's an actual job. So they, they actually call them panda handlers. They don't technically, but everything online just is calling them panda fluffers. Yeah. That actually sounds worse to me, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. A handler. My mind still goes to the dirty part when you say handler. <laughs> yeah. So, we started yeah. off with a bang, literally. On this one. <laughs> <laughs> so actually something I, I, I forgot to say beforehand, but yeah, I want us to rate these jobs about whether we would do them or not. Mm-hmm. So either like a hell yeah or a hell no. So what, what do we think about Panda Fluffer? As Man. long as they don't have to do anything too weird, I'd say hell yeah, because I just love animals. And if I could work with animals, I think it'd yeah, be cool. I, think, <laughs> I don't want to do anything like weird though. I, yeah, I also love animals. I, I would give it a hell yeah, but for one day. <laughs> I would hell yeah for one day just to see what it's about. And then I'd be like, I'm good. I don't need to... Uh, do that ever again i just wanted to see if i could get a panda randy <laughs> put that on your like your resume or, or something it's, it's a bucket list yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends how much it pays i guess i think a lot of my answers are going to come down to how much you're going to get paid so you'll have to tell me well if this is good or not because it shows it in in pounds uh twenty two thousand nine hundred pounds per year that's, that's not, not a lot decent. right yeah. If you're starting out in work, it's, it'll be decent. Yeah. I mean, still wouldn't be able to buy a house with it or anything. Yeah. Would I do it? I, I'd, I think you would. And you'd convince yourself that you're doing a good thing for animal, the animal kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine like, okay, 22,000. So what's that work out to American? That's probably a, like around no 30 maybe, or is. is it, is it a little less? It's, Depends it's on less, the day. It's probably even closer. So I reckon yeah. it'd be about, I don't know, $25,000. So, yeah. So, is it commission based? Like, but think of I it. got 40 <laughs> pandas randy this year. So, I get. Or you get a bonus if they <laughs> you know, actually I get, get a pregnant. bonus. They actually mate and get pregnant. And, yeah. And what is that like? What does that promotion structure look like? Where do you go from there? <laughs> yeah. Head panda. Head panda fluffer. Head head panda fluffer. <laughs> you supervise all the jokes. panda fluffers. <laughs> and how do you when when you're having a chat then at you know at the pub later on in the evening you meet some friends of your friends say how, and you're talking about jobs. Well, yeah. What do you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get pandas, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you make I mean, something up. No, that's definitely a good conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> But not necessarily the conversation you want to have with strangers. Depends on the crowd, I guess. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you have like these, they used to do at school, like, you know, bring your parent to school day to tell about what what your dad (laughs) or your mum does for a living. I mean, yeah, the the kids are going to love that one, aren't they? Yeah. Cover your ears for this part, kids. And do you think the pandas are having the last laugh? Do you think they're not actually lazy or anything, but they're thinking, look, if, if the humans are going to do a lot of the hard work for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, you guys take care of the foreplay and we'll just show up and yep. <laughs> do our thing. You know, they're smarter than we give them credit for. Oh, that, that's brilliant. Because when, when you look at them, they are just, they do just look like, um, well, they do look sometimes like people in costumes and they, they're often <laughs> drunk people in costumes, mm-hmm. aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just somersaulting yeah. down a hill. <laughs> yeah. I, well, when I see, I love to watch the videos of like the stupid people who think that they're like cuddly teddy bears, and those things are yeah. they're, they they're be vicious. vicious. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, 
Especially if they if you've got the brandy, so maybe you get paid danger money as well for that. <laughs> yeah, hazard pay. Yeah, you get them, you get them, Randy, and then you run out of the enclosure as fast as possible before you are the target. Also, I'm just thinking about imagine writing the job description for that. <laughs> <laughs> Must love pandas. And... Extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Own gloves required. <laughs> Oh, dude, what a start. What a start. Do you want me to 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 go with one to kind of tone it down a little bit? Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So I was looking up like weird jobs that would not happen in the U.S. So the first one I found is professional fake executive. And these are mostly in China. So China businessmen, they like when they have like big meetings with the the head honchos, they like to look like they have a diverse group of people working with them. So they hire fake executives to just sit in the room from different, you know, I'm guessing ethnic backgrounds. And these people can get paid up to $3,000 a week. To just sit in a meeting, you don't have to have any knowledge of what you're doing. You're just sitting there looking pretty for (laughs) the other executives. Wow. I mean, I've known people that have just sat in meetings and looked like they've not wanted to be there anyway. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) It's people that do that, and it's not even their actual job title. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're actually supposed to yeah, know something. Yeah, they're supposed to know. And they just on. sit there and know nothing. <laughs> I mean, it almost is like if you think of a job, no matter how crazy it is, it exists. We're, we're yeah. getting to that stage, aren't we, at the, in, yeah. in this day and age? Yeah. Wherever your mind goes to, it's going to be real. Mm-hmm. I would I would say a hell yeah on that Oh, job. I would give that one a Do big hell yeah. you pay me $3,000 a week to just sit there? Yeah, $12,000 <laughs> a month. Like, you're looking in the mid yeah. mid six figures, mid 100s for the year. You know, that's a, yeah. that's a healthy payoff to just sit there. And I wonder how many meetings per week you have to sit in I know it, to get that. Yeah, didn't Like, is it a couple that? meetings a week or are you just literally sitting in... Meeting after meeting, meeting after, after meeting. meeting after meeting, and can you can you like play games on your phone or <laughs> like how how interested do you have to appear to be? And you said so. It's not like they have to participate. Not that they have to know anything at all. They are literally no, they, there just to fill the room. They're they're yeah. specifically told like not to speak. You just <laughs> sit there. We just want you to look like we have a diverse group in, in working in this company. It'd probably get boring. <laughs> oh, yeah, but give me that for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could save a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, because I've quickly just checked, right? So the average UK salary here, because that, that, that was actually a good question uh, to, to base some of these things on. This is saying here, I actually think this is probably higher but th- than it probably is. But they're saying the, the median average here, they're saying is £31,000. Okay. So if you think about it, so I'm not going to do the math now, but to work <laughs> it out, it's going to be a lot less than 1200 a month. So, you know, yeah. you're getting paid that when people are actually working 40, 50, 60 hour weeks and yeah. you're, yeah. you're being paid just to sit in a suit in a room yeah. to look yeah. good. 
<laughs> yeah. We're not absolutely do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You'd in actually probably you'd actually probably learn a lot too, you know? If you're sitting in on these different companies meetings, you learn a lot about a lot of different things. I would yeah. Yeah, you would if you paid attention. I would want those <laughs> hearing aids that like your like your dad has, the hearing aids that you can't see in your ear, but they, have but Bluetooth. they connect to your phone. And all right. Just listen would, to podcasts yeah, all day. Yeah, just listen to podcasts or music all day. <laughs> just, and just nod sit every there. once in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and imagine the panic look on that person's face if some if he if they were randomly asked a question by accident or something, yeah. Like, yeah. just slowly look around mm-hmm. and then walk oh, out. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess you go around the country as well, potentially go around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get on that private jet to go to that, you know, meeting in the other country with you yeah. guys? <laughs> and and the one of the reasons, well, the main reason they gave for it not, it not being a job that could happen in, in the U S is, uh, like the fraud, like fraud, the regulations on fraud. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause diversity is like a big thing for yeah. like companies hiring diverse people and stuff. So if they, well, I mean, they're still hiring them and paying them, right? Yeah. They're not doing <laughs> any oh, yeah. like and, company work, but they're still getting yeah, a job. And, that's it. and I was taking it at the face value of the, you know, it sounds like a ridiculous job, but yeah, the, the the motive for it is actually quite it's quite bad when you think about it, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very bad, but it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm sitting in, all all I was thinking is if I'm now in another meeting and I don't see anyone contribute, I'm going to think, are they being paid to to, <laughs> to just sit here and not talk? That's what I'm going to be yeah. thinking now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, we go back to that that thing. If there's if there's a job you can think of. It, it exists i mean you're literally paying someone to do nothing mm-hmm. yeah yeah but but if, if you think about it they're not really doing nothing they're making your company look more diverse than what it actually is and i think that's where the fraudulent thing for the yeah, u.s yeah. comes in is like you're tricking these people into your company being okay with certain people working at your company more inclusive but you're actually just paying fake people to sit there and make it look that way but my argument Mm. is they're still paying and employing people yes (laughs) so (laughs) yeah but that's the thing so they could they'd probably be paying that person less if they hired them as a full-time employee to do the job that the company does (laughs) so we've all said we'd do that one i think we said didn't we oh yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and at least for a year. And and actually, Kay, going back to your point, I think it would be fascinating. Imagine, yeah, the the boardrooms you're sitting in, or the meetings you're sitting in, the people you're going to speak to and come across. Mm-hmm. That person will then make a fortune from the book they're going to sell at the right. end of their career. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of NDAs you have to sign. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. But if you're not an official employee, do you, can you be bound by that? Oh, I'm sure I mean, it depends on the laws of yeah. the country, I'm sure. Yeah. If there's one thing I know about big business, it's, yeah, they dot the I's and cross the T's when it comes to the legal stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got some real random ones, but I, I just don't know which one to start with. So I've got a couple of that are short, or I'll start with those. Do you have, either of you have anything about being paid to watch paint dry? No. No. <laughs> but, wow. Okay. Now, apparently, the earning potential for this one. Now, I've only taken a snapshot. There's a lot more info. 
but the earning potential, and this is in dollars as well, is um, $40,000 a year. Jeez, to yeah. watch paint dry? Yeah, the, the bit I got here was saying, this isn't a joke. Someone actually earns a living watching paint dry, and a, a man in the UK currently has a job, and he spends his days painting sheets of cardboard to test how long new paint mixes take to dry and watching for changes in colour and texture. Now, again, this is not This is one of those ones initially it sounds sort of silly, but then I, when I did a bit more reading, there are certain things like um, when you're painting the London Underground, you've got to get it. It's got to dry quickly overnight because if it's wet when the commuters are coming in, it's going to be a nightmare. So there's a bit of the mm. science behind it when you delve into it. Yeah. But but let's let's not kid ourselves. Ultimately, they're being paid <laughs> to watch paint dry and see how quickly mm-hmm. it takes. Uh, and it was always a joke over here when um if you were doing something boring or you asked someone and said, oh, do you want to come watch this film or, or do you want to come watch the, the cricket? You'd always say, no, I'd rather watch paint dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was always a, a joke, you know, to, to mock someone. Now you're going to be paid almost almost the average UK wage, twenty nine thousand seven hundred pounds or, or forty thousand dollars for um for doing that. Yeah, I I don't know if I could do that. It'd be so boring. Yeah, that would just be too boring. I mean, I guess like, once again, you could put your headphones in and listen to podcasts all day, which would make it a little better. But at the same time, I'm sure you're like having to take notes too. Like, yeah, oh, it just slightly changed texture. You know, just like, I don't know. I think the science behind it would be the more interesting part because like I I paint in the garage, like automotive paint, and there are different, there's so many different makeups of paint, you know, like the urethane and the enamel and, and all these different makeups of the paint. And then there's different mixing that you do. You mix the base coat with this carrier and you know this base coat with this carrier and i guess that would be interesting to see like the mix and the type of paint it is to see the difference in drying times that would be cool but to watch it would be I mean, horrible you kind of do that when you paint in the garage you yeah. don't just sit there and stare at it but you like sit out in the garage and yeah chill and till the paint dries <laughs> yeah and, and i i mean i don't well i do i do you know most most of the science is done for me already it tells me like you mix it four to one or you mix it five to one or two to one or one to one and most of the science is done for me and all I have to do is make sure that when I spray it it doesn't react differently you know because if it reacts differently then you basically have to start over. You're spot on. I think there probably is an element you know, beyond the the headline. I'm probably doing a tabloid uh, headline job on these people, but <laughs> the, the, the science is probably there. But ultimately, the job is, like you said, is, you know, anything, oh, I've got to be careful how I phrase this. If the money's good, they're probably, I would probably do most jobs. I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it like that. <laughs> but, uh-huh. if, if, yeah, but if choice was an option, you know, if, if, if I had the option of choice, yeah, I'm not sure I could do this because, You'd, I, I would need something that would need to to stimulate the brain a little bit. I mean, at least we said in the last one, okay, you're not doing anything as that as that board member or that meeting member. But if you're interested in what's going on in the meeting, at least you, you've got the human interaction and the different yeah. businesses. Mm-hmm. This, like you said, yeah, I'm just noting that it's gone from dark blue to slightly dark blue mm-hmm. in 45 minutes, 22 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very stimulating at all. Yeah. And I would I would say no to it because even though I work with paint, I don't care. 
Like, I don't care to see how the different things dry and the mixing ratios. I, you know, when I, when I paint, I just want it to dry the way it's supposed to, you know, the way the can tells me it's going to, but figuring out how to make it dry quicker or slower or the color stays the same when it, I don't care. Well, you can thank those, those people that do that job because yep. they put that information on your can. So you don't yeah, have to think about it. Yeah. That's it. And for everyone listening to this, just think about that. The next time you paint, someone has been paid to check how quickly that paint dries and the coloration of that paint as it dries. Just think about that. (laughs) What have we got next? So the next one that I have is a, I don't know if you guys have this one, a pet food taste tester. Mm-mm. Well, I had it for dog food, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's the majority of what they yeah. are, dog food taste tester. Yeah. It was very, like, it, it, it again, it's very scientific. Like, you, you're you not just, like, eating dog food. <laughs> they just put a bowl food. down in front of you. you are, you're, you're looking at the dog food and, and breaking it down to see its nutritional value and what does it taste like and what kind of nutrients are the dogs getting? But the, the pay was very broad anywhere from 20,000 to a hundred thousand per year. Wow. I'm going to pass on yeah, that I'm one. Pass too. Even though uh, there was one time I had a few too many beers and <laughs> I taste tested our cat's food <laughs> just because I was curious. Like they love our food. They're always like begging for our food, but then they go crazy for their wet food. And I'm like, well, like what's the deal with this stuff? And so I was a little tipsy and I <laughs> ate some and I was like, oh, hell no. It was like a really nasty salt rock. Uh, I wonder how many people, come on, if people are honest, have looked at pet food and thought, I wonder what that tastes like. Especially now, it sounds more um, deluxe than the food I get. Now, yeah. You know, when you hear all these descriptions on yeah. the TV mm-hmm. and on the packet. Yeah, yeah. The one I had was for dog food. Now they they were saying, yeah, it was thirty four thousand dollars a year for that. And again, like you said, I think the science behind it, 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 it again would be where the interest comes from. And you know, on LinkedIn and to their friends, it's not pet food taster; it's no. animal nutritionist. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, science or something like that. It's. Uh, well, I guess somebody has to do it, don't they? They do. Yep. It's not going to be me. Nope. <laughs> It just, mm, no, I remember as a kid tasting, like we had like the dog biscuit treats, you know, and you know, as a kid, you know, oh, what does that taste like? I mean, it didn't taste bad, but it was just like cardboard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid, the dog biscuits, t- tasting the dog biscuits because I watched Lethal Weapon. Oh, did they and, do that on Lethal Weapon? And Lethal Weapon, Weapon was, <laughs> what is it? Who is it? Mel Gibson, I think. Yeah. Mel Gibson, to quit smoking, he would eat dog treats, dog biscuits. (laughs) And so, you know, me and my friends are like, oh, he's a badass. Like, like if he can do it, we can do it. We'd be badass if we could do this. And it was like, yeah, no, no, I'm good. I don't have pets. I I haven't had pets. I don't have pets. Now, the dry food, I can imagine might be quite nice because, yeah, I can imagine them being like a biscuit or a savory bite. But the wet food, especially... Like cat food of in days of old, that just looked horrific when you were spooning it out of the tin. Yeah. And I just couldn't imagine. And like, I think, was it you, Jay, you said, I can just imagine it being so salty or so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It was yeah. disgusting. 
It still doesn't look good. Like no. it doesn't look. It looks nasty. Like I guess kind of like a pate. Yeah, but like, like a pate. A, like a grosser pate. I yeah. don't know. It's normally in order jelly as well, isn't it? It's, oh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've said no then to to pet food tester. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard pass. Yeah, I don't know. Your meals are included, I guess. You're a... <laughs> All right, let's move on then. Let's move on. I've got again similar, similar to in a way to my previous one, but the money for this is even better. So before I say it, this job pays fifty two thousand dollars and thirty eight thousand six hundred pounds whenever whenever this was done. But it's a paper towel sniffer. Huh. Okay. Like before they're used or <laughs> after? <laughs> yeah, it's before. So. Um, and like I said here, let's be honest, the most important thing for you when purchasing rolls of paper towel isn't going to be their aroma. But there are heroes out there who will ensure that paper towel manufacturers produce high quality products without a smell. Not all hero wear capes, but if you enjoy sniffing <laughs> pieces of paper, then you could earn this. Yeah, and I think it's it's what they were saying is just to make sure that in the process, the making process, that they don't smell offensive. Now, my question is... We haven't just invented how to make the paper towel, so we should know, right? And and you th- that what would make it smell or not? And also, wouldn't anyone in the factory you'd be able to tell if it smelt rank, right? Because right. Yeah. <laughs> are they smelling every roll that comes down the conveyor belt, like, <laughs> or is it just like a batch? You kind yeah. of smell one big batch, like this batch is okay. And, and how do you how do you prove yourself for this job as well? Right. I am a great sniffer. <laughs> See? It's like, it's like your party trick. Is it like, you know, when people taste wine and can tell you what a wine is without knowing what it is, is you can smell yeah. a paper towel and tell you yeah. what yeah. year, what make it. Ah, what yes. tree it came from. Ah, 2007 <laughs> Bounty. This is wonderful. Pulp <laughs> from the Northern Pine. It's a 2020 <sighs> vintage, the best. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I see you have the 2008 Kirkland signature. Yeah. That is one that's a wonderful towel. Mm, it's high quality paper towel. And are you are you doing this 40 hours a week just sniffing? I'm going to guess that yeah, it's probably part of your role. Pun not in, uh, not intended there. Um I guess it's going to be part of your role. The fact is that they did signi- signify this or single this out, sorry, as a specific role. So, mm-hmm. yeah, may- maybe you are just constantly sniffing batches and writing about them. Maybe you do have to, maybe you have to wipe up some food with it and then see what it's like, how it reacts. Maybe you have to, you <laughs> do have be. to wet it. Yeah. Like if someone spills bleach thing. and they wipe it up with this, is it going to spontaneously combust? <laughs> and <laughs> what would that smell like if it were going to? I mean, fifty thousand is—that's not a bad salary for most of America. Yeah, so. I, I would say, you know, if it the thirty-eight thousand six hundred, that would be a viable career choice for mm-hmm. a lot of people. <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there that sniff worse things for less. <laughs> yeah, I will say that, and maybe not even as a job. Oh, we know that happens. <laughs> and uh, what is the what are the qualifications for this? Do you have to have a college degree I'm to sure be they, a paper towel sniffer? I'm sure they run you through a barrage of tests. <laughs> yeah. Like what what do you smell in this one? Like put specific smells in things and see yeah. if you can pinpoint those smells. 
I bet I'd be good at that. But I'd I don't love to. Do I would love to have an interview for this role. I would just love to see what the interview would be. Or even just the just read the job description for an opening. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what are what are you looking for in a paper towel sniffer? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen these. Ne- but you know what? You know, in the future, if I ever have to, when I have to look for another role, I, I get, oh, God, stop using that word, a position. <laughs> I will have to look to see if is there a paint dryer, is there a paper towel sniffer? Because these mm-hmm. these are quite um, specific tasks, right? These are quite specific tasks. So. Very specific. That's why I'm just wondering. Is it just like part of your day? You're like, oh, the bachelor's ready to sniff. And then the rest of the time you're just sitting in your office waiting for something to do. Yeah. Writing about different paper towel smells or. I mean, honestly, it's probably like one of the CEO's nephews who does it just to <laughs> yeah. give him a yeah. job. Yeah. So, so it gets him off the street <laughs> and there's no bad publicity publicity yeah <laughs> look you're gonna be a paper t- towel si- sniffer okay yeah or, or imagine if they ever make a film about some of these roles could it be that this this person was sitting in a in a meeting there was a team meeting and he just sniffed the role one day and said oh yeah you've used this yeah this pulp from this tree from this continent and it's like they've just stood around and said you are going to be our official sniffer of towels now. <laughs> I could see I could see that movie where like the guy is like totally his ego is totally inflated and he walks in the room and he has like a gas mask on and he's like shooing people away and walks in and is like I have to you know I have to keep my nose pure. <laughs> Yeah, or, or he smells something from a tainted batch and he's all dramatic slams, you know, the angry slam of the hand down. Get that batch out of it. I want that film. And I want, uh, Justin, if you're listening, I want you to review this film as well when oh it comes God. out. It's going to be straight to Netflix. but Yeah. I could see Leonardo DiCaprio paying, playing <laughs> the, the paper towel sniffer. I yeah. think he'd do a good job. Or who's that guy that's like this, the total method actor? Um Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Christian Day-Lewis. Bale. Christian yeah. Bale actually would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this and you are a paper towel sniffer, do let us know. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I'd do it, though. I mean, the, the pay is good enough. I'd probably do it. Yeah. Do you know what? This is going to be uh, quite sad now because I would do, but I lost most of my sense of smell when I had an op on my nose many, many years ago. So, you know, it feels bad to say that i don't see how i'm going to be qualified for a paper towel sniffing job i mean that's what the world's come to for me yeah. <laughs> and then, then your dreams shit. are just crushed that's the movie i'll never be a paper <laughs> towel sniffer <laughs> that's the movie like the guy who makes it big in paper towel sniffing but the whole time he has no sense of smell <laughs> making it up <laughs> you've got two angles for that you've either got yeah somebody like me then will be faking it or someone who reaches the peak of their game but then has an accident which means they lose their sense of smell and it's about how they have to rebuild their career after yeah. that. <laughs> it's like it's they like a pt or a uh, physical therapy and relearn how to smell <laughs> yeah, it's like, like the the rocky of uh <laughs> the rocky of paper towel sniffing where uh... like you get beat down <laughs> But then you come back. And, and there's a montage, montage of you walking yeah. through a room with paper towels suspended from the ceiling. Sniffing yeah. as you go. Oh, my God. You're doing press-ups with a paper towel on the floor. as you get, So as you're going down, you're sniffing. The- I can just hear uh, Justin's review of this movie, and he's so mad. 
I think we're we're gonna. This is a different podcast. We're gonna do another episode. I think I'm gonna get you back, and we're gonna do the films that should be. I think <laughs> based on stupid jobs. Oh. The sequel of the Panda Fluffer, right? Um, right. So, what else have you got? Okay, so I've got one. This is a bicycle fisher. Either of you heard of this? I have not. <laughs> okay, so we all we all know about Amsterdam. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Amsterdam is known for its canals, and most people walk or bicycle around. But they're also known to be very heavy on the weed. Yeah. You go. I mean, before it was mostly legal in a lot of places in the U.S. Like everyone wanted to go to Amsterdam because they could eat weed, smoke weed, or whatever. But the combination of those two things—riding your bicycle around while high near a bunch of canals can lead to some accidents <laughs> so apparently there are so many people that like fall or like basically ride their bikes straight into the canals and it's a whole job for someone to go fish those bicycles out and it says um so amsterdam's water authority they employ people on a yearly basis to literally fish out all the bikes that drown during accidents. It's reported that between twelve to 15,000 rusty two-wheeler bikes are retrieved every year. Wow. <laughs> wow. I wonder if it's quota-based, the pay. How many like bikes you how get How many out? bikes you pull out. And then you see those people pushing people literally yeah. into yeah. the canals yeah, as they <laughs> go yeah. by. That's where my, my mind was going. They're sitting there with a stick and poking it into the wheels <laughs> as they're riding. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, there wasn't a, um, what am, what's the word I'm looking at? Salary. There wasn't a salary listed for that. I can't imagine it's much, but I mean, it could be a fulfilling job. You know, you're getting some exercise. You're in Amsterdam, which is beautiful. You're getting a little swimming in. You're high as fuck. I mean, you could probably be high <laughs> doing it. <laughs> See, what I loved about that one was where that story was going because it was cycle fishing. I, I couldn't, and then, and then it was, yeah, the story, it, pretty picture of yeah the the high cyclist on a drug uh, on a bike on a drug i mean they would be on a drug as well yeah um, well. yeah falling into a river i mean over here as a kid growing up the similar thing to that was shopping trolleys so supermarket mm. shopping trolleys in rivers mm-hmm. and, and and ponds yeah. so we definitely needed uh, somebody of that ilk then yeah yeah the movie implications of this oh yeah <laughs> Somebody, yeah, up, up in roots, going over to Amsterdam, not finding a job, yeah, mm-hmm. diving into the water to save somebody, and then rather than saving the person, they've gone for the bike. I mean, are they conflicted? Actually, yeah, are they conflicted? If if they're there on the scene, who who do they go for first? What do they go for? <laughs> you just see the underwater shot, looking at the person, looking at the bike, uh, dive for the bike. <laughs> I'm not sure if I could do that. It, if you yeah, having to get into a, a river or a lake or something to, to get a bike and it's only that one, you're gonna be soaked and you have, you're gonna to have to dry off, get changed, and then if you have to go out and, and how do you do it? Do you get paged? Is it yeah, you're right? sitting at home. Yeah. It's like on call. Yeah, right. we just had a report of someone falling in the river and it's like whoever's nearest gets the call. I, I don't know. It's like an Uber. Whoever's closest <laughs> responds. Yeah. <laughs> and like how deep are those canals? I have no idea. Like, do you have to put on scuba gear and dive down to retrieve these bikes? Or is it just like, you know, five feet of water that you're just like, no, here's a bike. (laughs) You're probably going to want to put 
scuba gear on for probably what else is in the water. That's yeah. very so, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, probably I not probably the cleanest. With just the snorkel, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too nerdy, but it depends on what the bikes are made of. Like if they're aluminum, then you actually have to get in the water. But if they're steel frame bikes, you just get one of those big magnets on a rope and oh, yeah, yeah. like actually fishing it out, you know, <laughs> with the pole and everything. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, most people are worried about automation getting with their jobs. Jay's just destroyed a whole industry in Amsterdam <laughs> by, by by teaching telling them to get big magnets. I mean, really, they could, they could get a boat. They could get a boat with, you know, a bunch of Magnet huge bottom. magnets dragging behind it <laughs> That's true, and actually. just drag the canals. But how many bikes, are there a lot, a lot of bikes made out of steel or are most of them like aluminum now? It depends. Like you look at like your, your mountain bikes and the, the bikes that you see all the Lance Armstrong wannabes on, mm -hmm. those are like carbon fiber and aluminum because it's lighter. Be light, yeah. But I'm guessing like for years and years, the old Schwinn's and the old, those old, you know, 10 speeds and stuff, they were made out of steel mm. with steel tube, just real thin walled steel tube. Mm. You see. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, you do learn on this podcast. <laughs> you never knew. You never knew. You make up right. with bikes. I've, I've got a couple more, but how many, what else have you two got? I've got it. I've got a few more. I've got I've got one that's pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have it. It's it's called a baby wrangler. Uh that sounds awful. No. <laughs> okay, so these these are uh it says it's predominantly women who do it, but they show up to movie sets when there is like a toddler or a baby actor on the movie set. They're there because they're they don't want these babies and toddlers doing take after take after take oh, so they're just making being sure they on the set yeah. for so long and a lot of what these baby wranglers do like a lot of the toddlers and babies they have to cry during right, the scene yeah. so they're there to make sure the child is safe that's their number one priority so it says in quotations but they're there to make the baby cry on command <laughs> And I was like, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> I could you, totally you do that. Give them an evil look. <laughs> yeah. So, and they can make upwards of a hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. To wow, show okay. up and make sure that like the baby cries on cue and as little takes as possible. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to ask how they make them cry. I no. Ask, I don't want to ask that. No, I don't want to ask it. Do I want to ask it? Yeah. I wonder how they make babies. <laughs> some of them, some like one lady who is like the baby wrangler of wranglers. There's another yeah. movie. She, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she actually makes crying noises like offset, like out, out of camera view. Okay. Okay. And so they can cut that out. You know, they can cut it out of the movie and the baby kind of follows along when it hears baby cries. I mean, it, most babies, I feel like, just cry a lot. So yeah. you just wait long enough, they're going to cry. You just, <laughs> like, have the actor who's holding the baby just pinch it. No! <laughs> pinch it in a sensitive area, like, behind the knee. Oh, or... my God. Okay, you are not going to be a baby wrangler. 
You see, when you first said it, I thought, oh, they're there to control them. If there's a film with a lot of kids, they've got to make sure the kids are all, <laughs> are all corralled into a corner or something. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, I'm not sure my conscience would would be happy with that. But then you said $100,000 and yeah, hell yeah, I'd be okay with that, I think. And yep. um, especially as you're being ordered to, right? It's not like you're not being mean. You're not just randomly going around making babies cry. You're Yeah. <laughs> achieving a target well i want that job you're (laughs) actually doing it for the better of the child because you don't want the child like sometimes those guys like one take they'll spend 16 hours making one take for a movie and they want this child on set as little as possible so it's not traumatized by the horrors of hollywood there's probably multiple babies because they can only be on set for like less than an hour so that's why a lot of times, like when you see kid actors, they're twins because they have to switch them yeah. out so yeah, yeah. often because they cannot be on set for very long. So there's probably just a line of babies, which is why yeah. it's a baby wrangler like switch out the baby. Will this one cry? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. I don't like the pitch of that cry. Yep. Next. <laughs> yeah. I would. I mean, 100,000 is a lot, but no, thanks. Mm mm. I mean, people make babies babies. cry all the time. Now you're going to be paid for it. (laughs) Yeah, but I just, I don't like that sound. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to listen to that all day. That's true. That's true. The sound, the smells. (laughs) As long as you don't have to change the diapers, I guess. That's fine. What else have you got? Um, I have one more. And I didn't find a whole lot of information on this. It's another movie type job but it's an intimacy coordinator so whenever there are love scenes sex scenes or whatever in a movie there's a whole intimacy coordinator that works with the actors and basically choreographs those whole scenes to make it look believable and yeah another type of fluffer yeah i mean (laughs) kind of (laughs) sort of basically a a sex coordinator I don't know. Sex choreographer? Choreographer? Ah, yeah, choreographer. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, not that it's a made up role, but that sounds like a made up role in the sense of it's a way of justifying potentially sex scenes in a film or people around a sex scene. It feels like we've had right. to write, we're going to put these two uh, actors together in a sex scene. But yeah, let's have an intimacy coordinator. Yeah. So that way, you know, we could say it's arty and. Uh, right, yeah. exactly. It sounds like. It sounds like a psychologist that has to come in and be like, look, I know he's a dick. I know you don't <laughs> like him offset, but this is your role. Like you need to look past that and, uh, you know, th- close your eyes and think of someone else when yeah. you're shooting the scene. You know, this, this shouldn't be such a big deal. You're getting paid $40 million. <laughs> it's probably also just another way. It's like, we have all this money. Where else can we allocate yeah. it in this film yeah. or like how can we ask for more money for this film let's i don't know let's get an intimacy coordinator yeah and, and is the interview for that do you have to coordinate a scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have your barbie and ken doll this is how i would do this where you have live yeah. live mm-hmm. people Again, come in <laughs> yeah probably doing it a disservice but i, I would have thought surely all the direction you need is this is going to be a romantic scene. This one, you're both pissed off with each other, but you know you're you're doing it because you just feel you have to. You know, surely you just need a level of emotion rather than most people. No, I was going to say most people know what has to go where, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, 
Yeah. Most people. Most people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. If you're an intimacy coordinator, yeah. Don't get in touch Hit with us me. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one that is uh, near and dear to my heart. I've actually added a few words to the title of it, and it is piece of shit agricultural specialist. Did you add the piece of shit part? Yes. <laughs> so these are the assholes that take your food at the airport when you go through customs and uh, destroy okay. it. You know, in quotations, so no foreign pests, uh, you know, uh, damage livestock and agriculture in the U.S. Uh, boo, fuck you. I know you ate my sopracetta from Italy, you pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. I'm like, why are you so upset about this? Yeah. I forgot they took your. Yeah, I was <laughs> able to come in with a huge block of Parmesan, Parmesan, like Parmesan, <laughs> like 40 year aged parmesan cheese but the spicy salami that i came in with they put in a can and i know they don't oh they made so many sandwiches out of that i know they don't (laughs) destroy it i know they sneak it into their bag and you know and it was it was at that moment i was like if i ever go through customs again I will do whatever I can to not go through that part of customs I will just lie but they have dogs yeah oh yeah yeah right there 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 are two things yeah and i never kind of want to upset the american security so <laughs> yeah yeah so which leads me on to two things about this one one is panic in a in an adult when they're trying to work out yeah have i got rid of that sandwich or that bit of ham or, or that snack bar you know the, the, mm-hmm. the panic it induces in people in an airport for something like that but going back to your point like that meat you were bringing in they probably sell that in the deli down the road from you as well so how's that got in there but you can't bring it in in right. your own luggage yeah it's the inconsistency like i get it i get why these rules and regulations are in place um but it's the fact that nowadays most of the world gets everything from around the rest of the world anyway so yeah yeah what, yeah like you could there? you could probably absolutely go online and order that online and have it shipped to you so like what's yeah. the difference well, and plus it's, it's cured meat. So like it, it is like sopracetta, salami, bologna, all that. Well, not bologna, but, but like a lot of those pepperoni, that's all, it's all about bacteria growing in the meat to cure it a certain way. And it's like, like what, what you're introducing so many specimens into the meat when you're curing it that. Like what? What does it matter if it came from Italy or it came yeah, from this yeah. place or came from this place? Like, you can't have it, Jay. That's what that's oh. all about. You can't <laughs> have it, bitches. And if it's a good one, I know how nice that is, and I, I'm I'm gutted for you, and I I'm not even you, so you know I, I'm. <laughs> it smelled I, it, it so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. weird that they didn't take the cheese. They didn't take the cheese, which is also like a culture like it's a it's a bacterial growth that is making the cheese but that's okay i was gonna say you'd think the cheese would be worse right you'd think Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but they probably didn't like that yeah i'm just keeping an eye on the time so i've got a couple but i'm just gonna scoot through mine and then if you've got any others we can if, if if there's any that sound good we can dive into them one here i had a quick one was professional sleeper Mm, I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to tell me anything else. 
$45,542, you have to sleep. And basically, you then have to write about your sleeping. So it might be, I think you might be taking some sleeping pills for trials, etc., etc. Apparently, you need to have good observational and organizational skills and are comfortable with sleeping with monitoring devices connected to your body parts. Oh, oh yeah. never mind. see the the problem i have is i tend not to sleep very well either but this sounds like this would be the ideal and i I can't remember if i said it it's forty five thousand five hundred dollars a year yeah Yeah, i would do that to sleep i mean you gotta sleep anyway i'm also not a very good sleeper but if you're testing out like sleeping medications or probably mattresses as well yeah Uh, mattresses pillows quilts you've just got to write your reports about it you know this mattress was bumpy this mattress was soft this mattress was hard Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. except the whole i did one sleep study once where you know you are hooked up everywhere things in your scalp things in your monitoring your heart and then they're like okay go to sleep and you're like "Uh, how So if that if it involves that most of the time, I don't know if I'd want to do it. But if it's just like go to this hotel, sleep in the bed and tell us what you think about it. I'm like, I can yeah. do that. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> and my last one that I've got, scuba diving pizza delivery man. What? Is this in like Venice or something? Okay. No, it's <laughs> no, like, what it's, the fuck it's, is this? It's in <laughs> Florida. It's in Florida. Of it's course. Florida. <laughs> okay. yeah, why not? It why would, would it not Florida. be in Florida? So there's an undersea lodge there, and what they do is, yeah, the, the, the people can order pizza, and there's a chap who, yeah, his job is to deliver pizza. He's 59 years old. He delivers pizza to these people that live in the lodge underwater, yeah, by scuba. How? Wow. How? How? <laughs> so he says the most challenging part of the job is keeping the pizzas dry and hot during the short dive he says um in order to do that we use a dry box double bag it in plastic bags to keep it extra especially dry the second challenge is keeping the toppings from falling off so we use weights and some strategically placed clips to keep the box level in the water although their jobs mainly involve other duties the underwater pizza delivery boys can expect to ex- sorry can expect somewhere in the region of 15 to 20 dollars an hour plus tips for their diving delivery service interesting wow it says it's a short diary it says the worst thing is it's just it can get cold in <laughs> in the winter and it and it can get dark earlier so the night dive um, might yeah might not be as pleasant yeah i mean this one kind of one i mean i love pizza i, I think i've said it probably enough times on this so this is what grabbed my <laughs> attention but the fact that now I know if I am in an undersea lodge, I can have pizza. That fills me with some joy. That that that, yeah. that makes me happy, actually. I'm just wondering how that handoff goes. Like you're in an under you're in an undersea lodge. You had to get there somehow, right, and stay dry. Yeah. Why didn't the pizza just come that way? Like, why is he dying? Like, I don't know. I need to see visuals there's of this. Probably, yeah, there's probably like, and, and I didn't see, but there's probably like one of those, not decompression chambers, but, you know, you probably have yeah. to go through, go through one of that. So you probably can't, um, can't bring it. But I, yeah, I, I mean, actually, I remember what I was thinking about when I saw this. It's like, what if, um, if the pizza's bad or what if they bought you the wrong one or they put anchovies <laughs> yeah. on it and you didn't ask for anchovies, they'd have to go back up and get you another yeah. one. Yeah. What happens if one of those clips fall off and the shit just turns sideways <laughs> and you get your pizza and it's like a calzone yeah. now, you know, on one side of the box. Or if a shark yeah. gets a, a whiff of the pizza and decides wants a bite. 
or any fish for that matter. You, d- you didn't deliver it in 30 minutes. I want it free. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <you> can argue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm guessing if you're, if you're paying to stay in an undersea lodge, you're not getting you, dominoes. You can probably get whatever you want. Yeah. I think this is actually, I think this is like, um, a science lodge. Mm. Oh, okay. The picture of the couple I saw in there, I, I'm, it does make me wonder what kind of experiments they're doing underwater out there, but yeah. I'm going to leave it as that. I'm going to leave yeah. it as that. <laughs> I did see okay. something similar where it was like an underwater lodge, but they do yoga classes. So you could be like an underwater yoga instructor, but you're not in the water. You're just surrounded like in a big glass dome, which would actually be pretty cool and relaxing. Okay, so, so ask me, what, what else have you got? Have you got any anything that I've got out? one that goes back to your last one? I'm tapped out. Is is the <laughs> like the professional sleeper? So I have one that is a professional bed warmer. So I did not <laughs> think you were going to say warmer. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think? bed wetter? <laughs> oh, a bed yeah, wetter. When you, when you said the W, I thought, where is this going? <laughs> yeah. So but that, these, that says more about us, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so these are actually it's mostly in like in Europe. It's in like Greece okay. and places like that where people show up in fleece suits. They're they're like lined up in fleece suits and they show up to hotels and hospitals and lay in the beds to warm them for visitors and patients for up to 10 to 20 minutes before the person gets there. And they get paid fifty to seventy-five dollars per bed. Huh. So I'm guessing that the you know, it, like if you got people who were paying you to jump around to multiple beds in one place, you could make a good amount of money. But fifty to seventy-five per bed, you know, you figure I mean that's a good hourly rate, but you have to be consistently working every hour. Well, yeah. per bed, right? And you said they're in there for 15 minutes. So yeah. basically they're getting paid 50 to to $100 for 15 minutes of their time. If it's a side gig, it'd probably be. Yeah. But also, have have these people not heard of electric blankets to yeah, just warm a bed? <laughs> there are certain people who don't believe in that. I like body that. warmth. Yes. There is because... something about getting into a warmed bed, though, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I hate getting into a cold bed, I'll say that. Yeah, but yeah. but so have you got the number of someone that can do? Have you there? Have you got <laughs> yeah. that someone? No, they didn't have that. They didn't give me the number. Just, just go or look yeah. it on Yelp. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty weird. Like that's a weird job to go and. Yeah, well, it's like Dan's point earlier. Like, if you can think of it, there's probably a job for it. Weird. And also, I, I I'm gonna say I wouldn't do it because. There's something about getting into potentially some people's beds that doesn't fill me with confidence. I'm going to yeah. say that. Well, so I got this off of YouTube and these people were like completely, only their face was showing like hands, everything. And, oh, okay. it was, and they were in like a fleece lined suit. So, so okay, it was yeah. like plastic on the outside with fleece on the inside. So their body temperature was up. You know, their body temperature right. was raised and then they lay in the bed. That's and, so weird. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 really <laughs> weird. But here's the thing is if you were an abnormally large person, could you 
double charge, like a couple is. <laughs> I'm sta- warming both sides. Yeah, yes. a, a, a couple is staying here tonight. I can warm both sides at once. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, there's got to be criteria that make you a good bed warmer. I keep want to say bed wetter now. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> um, there's there's got to be certain yeah uh, criteria for, for 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 what makes you better. I mean. In in the world of the professional bed warmers, why would you choose one company over another? There's mm-hmm. gotta be yeah. things that make you stand out. I mean, you gotta have some meat on your bones, right? You gotta You'd generate to. that <laughs> yeah. heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, electric blankets, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what technology can get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, whilst I um this actually that's sort of a couple of things, right? This is how my brain works, right? So okay, I said I hate you know, I wouldn't like getting in cold bed so I could get why people want it. But one, you've had a strange person just in your bed for half mm-hmm. an hour. And two, you then have to kind of, the exchange has got to happen quite quickly, right? Because that right. will go fairly soon. So you're mm-hmm. almost like just jumping in straight yeah. after. Yeah. yeah. Like you show up to a hotel, <laughs> you roll your bags in and there's some dude laying in your bed yeah. and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, you're not finished yet. Okay. I'll just. I'll sit over here and you let me know when you're done. <laughs> and you or, have to like time it when you're ready to go to bed. When you're ready right? to go to like, bed. You yeah. got to know exactly so, when you want to go to bed to have this person come in and warm it up. For yeah. You. Do you like call? Okay. Send them in. You call the front. <laughs> okay. Send them in. I'm like, I'm fading fast. So get them up here quick. This is, um, yeah. Imagine you, you see on the, on the list of services at a hotel bed warmer. So you think it might be electric blanket, but you come up from your night out and there's a person in your bed. (laughs) I was thinking, and to make sure Justin's still listening, the film about this one would be that the origins of this job has probably come from somebody broke into a building or a place Mm -hmm. and lay in the bed and were caught. And they then said, no, I'm a bed warmer. I'm a bed warmer. Mm -hmm. And and from then he, he was a bad (laughs) person made good for, you know, and a whole profession has spawned out of it. So yeah. Wait, wasn't this like Goldilocks? Yeah, that- yeah, this is yeah, like Goldilocks. Yeah. This is like the real life Goldilocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Was that your last one, Jay? Was it? Hold on, I have something to add. Okay. What if we started a business that was Goldilocks but swapped? So we bring in bears <laughs> to, to hotels, <laughs> and they warm the bed. And then people, and then Goldilocks gets in the bed. I mean, can you imagine that smell in that bed after a bear is laid in there? Yeah. For... <laughs> yeah, you walk in job... too early, and the bear looks at you. <laughs> yeah, and whose job is it? To... To... <laughs> whose job is it to get the bear out the room as well? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the professional baby wrangler. Uh, look, this this hour has gone so quick, actually, and it's been it's been great talking to the two of you. So thank you for coming on again. Do you want to tell us what's going on with your show, or, or, or give it a plug? What's going on with our show? I don't know. We're doing things. We're doing stuff. <laughs> so we, yeah, we're in the middle of our fifth season, talking about work stuff, stupid things that happen to people on the job, and whatnot. And uh, you can find us at Fuck My Work Life anywhere podcasts are yep played at or what is it F- oh that's our email email is at fmwlpod at gmail.com or just fmwlpod yeah that's what i said <laughs> socials at fmwlpod yeah, and on yeah. the odd chance that you you haven't pressed subscribe on their pod do it now because yeah it's a great pod i mean the, the two of you together are fantastic and the guests you get on and some of the stories you hear 
you have to hear them to believe them but also some of them is like it's amazing that these people have got those stories as well yeah uh, well yeah, you sent us a good one too so <laughs> yes i did yeah <laughs> I yeah. forget which episode it was, but yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, I think it was called Unintentional Porn. Was the name that of was the it. episode? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was it. So uh, the highlight of my my career. Well, but, but actually, no, that makes it sound like I wasn't involved in that. Anyway, let's stop this conversation yeah. there. I'm just digging, <laughs> dig, digging a hole. Um, for me, you can get hold of me at castingviewspod at gmail dot com and at castingviews on Twitter. And yeah, thanks again to Joe and Cave. And yeah, I know there's a lot of podcasts from which you can choose. So I thank you for listening to Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, because you need it. Don't make us get a sports and horse feet.